Romans, the fifth chapter. We started this morning talking about what God accomplished in the death of Christ. What he accomplished in the death of Christ. Maybe to understand some of the things that we're talking about tonight, you might need to get the tape of this morning's. So we're talking about tonight what God accomplished through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. What he passed hence has already accomplished. Romans 5, 12. He said, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for, all, for that all have sinned. When he's talking about death in the Bible, he's not talking about a physical condition. W. Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words says, uh, uh, death, the Greek word there is thanatos. It is a spiritual condition that separates man from God. Death never denotes non-existence. He's not talking about going out of existence and dying. He's talking about a condition that came about because of one man's sin. Because of Adam's sin, something happened to the whole human race. Cotton Patch translates that, gives a little more light on it. He said, all right, now it's like this. Through one man, Adam, sin got a toehold in the world. Then through sin, death got in, this spiritual condition. See, when sin, Adam committed sin, it opened the door to the devil and he brought spiritual death in. He opened the door and it, it, it come in to the world. It got in. He said, and then through sin, death got in and that's how death infected the whole human race. The whole human race. All right, let's read it out of the King James again. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin... And so death passed upon all men, for, all, for that all have sinned. In other words, when Adam committed high treason and sinned, it opened the door to a spiritual condition of Satan called spiritual death, and it infected the whole human race. It was like if a child was born right in the middle of the bluebonic plague. That bluebonic plague would get on that child. You know... Uh, in the late 1800s, the Indian nations, widespread diphtheria took those nations, uh, smallpox epidemics took place, and children that were born in those camps and things, they automatically took smallpox or diphtheria or whatever it was, and that's exactly what happened to the human race. Death was in here, spiritual death. They weren't born spiritually dead. Children are not born spiritually dead, people. See, Adam could not transmit the nature, but they, he got in and it was in the world, and as they was born, it infected the whole world. Do you see that? He just got born right in the epidemic of spiritual death. And Adam gave birth and gave place to a race of people that were spiritually dead, spiritually separated from Almighty God that could not contact God, could not uh, be fathered to them, 
that could not be children of God. They was severed from the relationship with Almighty God. God was on the outside looking in. God was not in the earth. He could not, he could not force his way in. He wouldn't do that. That's why Jesus Christ came and was born of a woman, born just like us. He said, any other man that comes any other way, then by the door, he is a thief and a robber, praise God. But Jesus was born of a woman just like we were. He was flesh and blood, praise God. Hallelujah. But it was something else. He was born with the eternal life and nature of God in him born out from under the jurisdiction of Satan, born out from under the infection of the spiritual death that was in the world. Amen. Therefore, Jesus could transmit that in the new birth. Or right, look in the 14th verse there. He's talking about spiritual death here. He said, Nevertheless, Thanatos, spiritual death, reigned from Adam to Moses. It reigned. I mean, it was king even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, even if, they had, even if they had not sinned like Adam did. Well, what is he saying? He's saying no matter what, the condition was here. The condition was here in this earth, and it infected everybody that was born in it. Even if they hadn't sinned like Adam did, even if you... Some people say, well, I didn't sin like Adam. I hadn't done it. Maybe not, but you was born into that condition. It was Adam's fault that it got in, but it got in anyway. You say, well, how can God be just? How can he be just if he, he counts sin unto me because of something Adam did? Because he didn't leave it like that, friend. Hallelujah, he didn't leave it like that. He sent the last Adam, Jesus Christ, and totally made a way that you could get back to God. Hallelujah. He said, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. How many of you know Adam was the figure of him that was to come? He was a figure. What is he saying? He's saying, Adam was the head or the figure. He was the, he was the uh, a stereotype of one race of people. He was the figure of one to come. See, Adam gave birth to a race, one whole race of people, and he was the figure of the last Adam, which came and gave birth to a whole new race of people, praise God. He was the figure of the one to come. Turn with me over to... Uh, First uh, Corinthians, the 15th chapter. First Corinthians, 15th chapter, 20th verse. Helen Barrett Montgomery said, Adam is a type of him who was to come. He was a type. He was a type. As Adam was head of one race of people, Jesus was head of another, a new race of people. You know, at one time, Adam was given the ability to be the head of God's whole family. He was given the ability to be the head of God's family, and he failed and sold out to Satan 
and committed high treason. And everyone born after that followed right after him, died spiritually, spiritual death, separated from Almighty God. Separated. All right, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Look in the 20th verse. He said, But now is Christ risen from the dead and became the firstfruits of them that slept. How many of you know Jesus was the first one to receive the new birth? He was the first to receive the new birth. In other words, he was the pioneer of the new birth. He blazed a new trail. He was the first one that ever was born again. He died spiritually himself. He died because he was made sin. He said the wages of sin is what? Death. Death. Oh, it's a terrible thing that our Lord went, underwent. But he said, Now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. See, here's what happened. One man got us into this thing and the other man got us out. Hallelujah. Praise God. As one man fell, the other man accomplished God's mission. Praise God. How many of you know Adam in the beginning had the breath of God in him? How many of you know God put his own self into Adam? He breathed his own breath into him. He, you can trace it back. You can tra trace Jesus' ancestor back, ancestry back, and it keeps going back. And he said, he's the son of this, and this one beget this, and this one beget this. He was a son of Heidel, and he was a son of Jesse, and he was a son of David. And just goes on back, and he goes on back and said, and Adam, who was the son of God who was the Son of God, who was the Son of God. He'd given him the ability to raise him a family, and he failed. Oh, but this second one, this Lord Jesus Christ, the last Adam, he didn't fail. He gave birth to a new race, a new race of people, hallelujah, a God people, a people that God can live in and dwell in and move in. Praise God. Skip over to the uh, uh, forty. 45th verse. It said, So it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit or a life-giving spirit. He could transmit this life. And everyone that accepts him as the Lord Jesus Christ, he transmits the life, the nature, and the very uh, 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 qualities and character of Almighty God into them. He transforms that and transmits that right into them at the new birth. He said, the first, first Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. 47th verse. He said, the first man is of earth, earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. The first one was made of the earth. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Now listen to this. And as the, as the earthly, such are they also that are earthly. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly. How many of you know you was made in that image of Adam at one time? How many of you know you had that spiritual nature just like Adam did, spiritual death? You was made earthly one time. 
said, Now if we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Hallelujah. He said, You was uh, spiritually dead one time, but now you've got the heavenly nature of Almighty God, the very nature that comes from heaven itself, the very nature of Jesus Christ himself lives and in your mortal body. Yeah, one man, Adam, got us into it, but the last Adam got us out. Amen. Praise God. And he not only got us out, but he, he in the process... See, something happened in this process. You know, we're the only generation on the face of the earth that can really explain the new birth. Uh, something dynamic happened in the new birth. Other generations couldn't explain it. Uh, you know, they've tried to, and they said, well, you know, uh, he turned over a new leaf. Uh, he, you know, he got a new slate. He wiped his slate clean. He's a, he's a different person. But something happened in the new birth that we, particular to this generation, can explain because we're the bomb generation. We know what the bomb did. We knew what it did, and it was dynamite power that was unleashed in, in, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We, we, we know what it's like, and that's the kind of power that God used on you to destroy your old man and wipe him out and at the same time bring a new man inside of you, a new existence. Hallelujah. You know, when uh, uh, they was interviewing this one woman, See, after they dropped that bomb on Hiroshima and, and Nagasaki, the, those Japanese people wouldn't even talk about it. They couldn't even talk about it. It wasn't like uh, conventional bombs. You know, when, when, when just regular explosive bombs would fall, you know, they'd pick up their dead, they'd bury their dead, you know, and they'd mourn their dead, and they'd have funerals and everything and all this. But after the bomb was dropped over there, they just were addled, and they couldn't talk. They couldn't talk. Something else happened. Something else happened, people. Those people that were close to the inner uh, uh, city where the bomb was dropped, they were no more. They did not exist anymore. They evaporated. Bones left. The whole thing left. There was nothing left of them. Only an imprint like a, a negative of a camera would be on a, on a wall where a human used to be. And it just took a flash through them. A light went through them and maybe would leave a shadow of them on the wall. I'm telling you, when God destroyed that old man in you, you died with Christ and he annihilated him and he totally was evaporated, praise God. He does not exist anymore. The man on the inside of you is from heaven itself. He's directly from Almighty God. He came straight from God. He's the only one had some of them. Praise God. Hallelujah. No, I'm not saying the bomb was some kind of uh, special deal or something. I'm not saying that. It's a horrible thing what happened. I, you know, I, it is horrible what we had to do. But I'm telling you right now, we need to use every example available to us that we can explain what happened. See, something happened to you simultaneously. When you got born again, bam, you were out of existence and a new creation was made at the exact same time. Amen. 
You're a new man from heaven itself. And the light of God flashed through you and destroyed and annihilated and evaporated that old man in, in the new birth. Glory to God. And as we bore the image of the earthly, we shall bear the image of the heavenly. Praise God. Praise be unto God. Praise God. What, did, what has God accomplished in the death of Christ? What did he accomplish? You know, he said over in John 12 and 31, he said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. 33rd verse said, this signifying which death he should die. He's talking about his death. Someone said, well, if you'll praise God and lift up God, let's draw everybody over to your church. Well, that ain't even nothing to do with what he said. He's talking about his death. He said, when I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. He drew all of mankind, all the effects of death, all the sin, sickness, disease, and failure of the world was drawn into him. Praise God. Hallelujah. It was drawn into him, and he carried it and deposited it in the very pits of hell. Praise be unto God. And when he died on that cross, friend, in the eyes and in the eyes of the supreme court of the universe, that was you dying. For he died for you. He died for you. Praise God. And when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that's exactly what's happened. That old man dies right then and goes out of existence. He lives no more. Every tie, everything connected to the realm of death is severed at, that, at the time you get born again. Someone said, well, I don't, that ain't the way it's been with me, you know. I thought I was just dying daily. Yeah, see, that's what's happened. People think they die daily to sin. You die once and for all to sin. The minute you get born again, you died to sin. You died to the old death way. You died to the sickness. You died to the faith. You died and went out of existence. Someone said, well, didn't Paul say I die daily? No. He said, I daily experience the death of Christ in my body. He said, I know I died with Christ. Hallelujah. But he said, I know something else. I've got the resurrected, glorified Christ living in my mortal body. And what I do, I do by the faith of the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. He said, it's no longer I, but it is the Christ that liveth in me. Praise God. Turn with me back to the first chapter there in Corinthians. Corinthians, the first chapter. First chapter of First Corinthians, the fifth verse. He said that in everything you are enriched by him. In all utterance, and in all knowledge. Sixth verse said, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. How many of you know you've got the testimony of Christ confirmed in you? Well, what do you mean? You mean, I've walked the sands of Galilee and I've walked the shores, uh, you know, of Galilee and, and all these things. No, I'm not talking about in his earth walk. He said over there in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and uh, 5, 16, he said, henceforth, know ye no man after the flesh, 
Henceforth we've known Christ after the flesh. Henceforth know we him no more after the flesh. He's not talking about after the flesh. He's talking about in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. That was when God was identified, made identical testimonies with man. I died with Christ. I was buried with Christ. I was given life with Christ. I was raised with Christ. And now I sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You've got an identical testimony in the Spirit with Christ Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn with me to the sixth chapter of Romans. Romans 6. Praise God. Thank God for Romans. Thank God for Romans. Hallelujah. Romans, the sixth chapter, starting the second verse, or the first verse. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? How shall we live any longer therein? Arthur S. Wayne now translates that. We have passed out of sin as truly as a dead man has passed out of life. We've passed out of sin. See, we, we, we've got this idea in Christian circles, especially full gospel circles, you know, Pentecostal circles. We've got this idea, you know, well, you know, I'm not perfect. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, God isn't through with me yet. He's still working on me. You know, ha, 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 you know, uh, I'm not, you know, I ain't arrived yet. He's still working on me. Let me tell you something. God's through working on you, friend. He's already worked on you, and he's finished the work and in you when you realize that you've already died with Christ and that resurrection lives in you. You'll be changed in your thinking. He's through with you. You say, well, I'm not perfect. Who said you wasn't? He said he made you perfect. Hebrews 13, 20, and 21. Read it. He made you perfect. Someone said, well, I'm not perfect. No, what you're doing, now listen close to me. You leave here and say, well, son said I was perfect. No, that's not what I'm saying. God made you perfect. You are judge, judging your perfection according to your experiences and the way that you've operated in this life. You don't judge your perfection and your holiness or anything according to your experiences. You judge it by the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. Hallelujah. That is the finished work of Christ. How many of you know this night that Jesus Christ's death accomplished exactly what God wanted it to? It accomplished it. He done away with the old man connected to sin. He done away with the old man connected with death. He done away with the old man connected to sickness and failure. He done away with him. He severed that relationship. A new relationship's been established. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. We've passed out of sin. Arthur S. Way. We have passed out of sin as truly as a dead man is passed out of life. See, people try to quit their sins and taper off, you know, and even try to use mind renewal. Well, as I get my mind renewed, all those things will drop off. No, you must realize 
that you died to sin, that Jesus Christ himself died for your sins, and those sins are separated, and you no longer have to be slave to them. No old habits, no griping, no complaining, no judging other people. Kind of got quiet on that one. You don't have to be slave to that. I died to that. That's sin. I died to it. My Lord Jesus took that. I don't have to be under that kind of thing. Praise God. How many of you know this? That perfect love casts out fear and that love never fails. <laughs> love never fails. Love never fails. You know, love won't gossip about people. Love won't put their mouth on ministers. You know that? Love won't do that. Love will obey the word of God. Love is willing to give rather than to, be, to receive and prove that they're right. Love is willing to be fooled. Are you listening to me? Love is willing to accept things and say, praise God, I love him. I love her, and I put them first. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, Brother Sullivan, uh, you know I'm right. Well, what if you are? What if you are, and you hurt some young Christian? What if you're right, and you've hurt someone's feelings? I'm telling you, a brother offended hard to win. Do you know that? Someone that's been offended, especially these young ones. You died to that. You died to laziness. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people have come to me. They know we're going to build a church in the Philippines. And they say, well, I, 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 I want to go with you. Oh, oh man, I want to go. But boy, I want to go. Oh, man, I'm, I'm ready to go. Man, I, I am. I'm ready to work. I said, where were you at when we was building this church? you ain't willing to work here, you ain't willing to work in the Philippines. Y'all still love me? <laughs> See, sometimes I quit preaching and start meddling just a little. That's called pastoring, people. That's called pastoring. I knew an old pastor named Brother Millard one time. He'd sit and he'd listen to him the first thing you know, he just had your uh, hands tied together and your feet and your mouth sewed up. Just, uh, and you had to say, yes, amen, that's the truth. And he just done eat you alive. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Now listen to this again. Romans 6, 2. Arthur S. Way's translation. Everybody ought to find one of those translations and get it. it said, we have passed out of sin. We have passed out of sin as truly as a dead man has passed out of life. Hallelujah. Can a dead man sin? See, you've got to see yourself as having died and that old life is passed and I'm I've got the resurrected life. I'm telling you, that, when that rests on you, you will, you'll just, it'll be transformation. Romans 12, 2, he said, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Nobody will ever be in the perfect will of God until their mind's renewed. 
Are you listening to me? Nobody. Look in the sixth verse there. Romans 6, 6. He wants you to know something. Knowing this. Say that with me. Knowing this. Knowing this. Say it a little louder. This. Shout it. That our old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, praise God. Knowing this, that our old man, you've got to know this. What do you got to know? That our old man was crucified with him. What was the old man? The old man was connected to sin. This new man is connected to Jesus. The new man is gone. He's dead. He's passed away. God annihilated him. I was sitting in my house one day. Had been drunk two months, day and night. I on what I call a running drunk. I was going everywhere. I thought everybody wanted to see me. And you know how that is. They really didn't, but you know, they didn't want to say they didn't, you know. I thought everybody wanted to see me three o'clock in the morning. They had to go to work at five. One day my wife, she never come around me, you know, any place I was drinking or anything. And she come in this place where I was at. And she said, would you look at the, where you're at? And I looked around. It wasn't a window in the place. It smelled of sheep dip. You ever smell sheep dip? There wasn't, nothing, wasn't a, a happy person in the place. There sat over there at the counter a druggist who had a fine education and he couldn't even work anymore. There he sat over there begging for a beer, picking up, uh, uh, picking up uh, bottle caps and everything, cleaning up on his hands and knees where he could get him a beer for breakfast. There sat a contractor over there, and at one time he had the world in the palm of his hand. He had riches untold. There sat a young man over there whose future was bright, that he looked like he couldn't do anything but, su but succeed. But he set a failure there because drank at him. I looked at all that, and I looked around. I said, isn't this pitiful? You know, they won't even serve beer in this thing in a beer bottle. Afraid someone will whop someone on the head with it or something. A few days later, I was sitting in my living room. I drank at it. I looked at all that and I looked around. I said, isn't this pitiful? You know, they won't even serve beer in this thing in a beer bottle. Afraid someone will whop someone on the head with it or something. A few days later, I was sitting in my living room.
And I told God, I said, I've done everything that is known to man. I've been there, I've seen it, I've had two of them, I've done everything that you can possibly do in this earth. And I'm miserable. I was sitting there shaking like that, had to shake so bad, and was looking for me a drink, you know, and didn't know I had 16 half pints under the couch where I'd hit them, you know, still looking for something. And I picked up the Bible and I turned over there and in John 1, 11, he said, And Jesus came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed upon his name. And I said, Lord, I've done everything in the world. I've always known that you was real. There's never been any time in my life that I didn't know God was real, but I didn't like him. I didn't like him. I didn't like him. Because, I, I, you know, my way of thinking, uh, God calls this and God calls that and God would get you and all these things. And I just didn't like, I didn't like that. How many of you know the gospel's never been preached as it should be? That God is a good God. And God isn't in the business of getting anybody. God's not in the business of putting cancer on people. He's not in the business of taking your finances. He's in the blessing business. And as I sat there, I said, Lord, I've done all these things, but this day I'm going to turn my life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I asked him to come into my heart. And when I did, that day the Lord walked in there and he killed me that day. He killed me right there. And I died and I went out of existence and I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Praise God. The supernatural, you know, before I got saved, a lot of times if I'd run out of something to drink, I didn't care what it was. I drank lemon extract, orange, you know. If I run out, you know, I'd pull up in an orange, I'd pull me up. I'd do anything. And some, I, I, I remember I went by a place not long ago Junior Vestal's place and strong. He said, you see them bottles? I still got them over there. I had him to buy them big bottles of Dr. Tishness. I didn't want to be without something to drink. And I'd pour them into a, a Coke and it turned and it looked like white shoe polish. And I drank that. But when I met Jesus Christ and he came into that room, it something happened inside of me and I turned white and it just went all over me and it reminded me of that white shoe polish. It just went all over me, praise God. And I knew something happened on the inside. I knew that I was new, brand new. I was white on the inside, praise God. Hallelujah. And darkness had left. I'm telling you today, this is available to men. You say, I don't know how I'm going to get my husband. I don't care if you believe Almighty God, you'll see the new transformation of Almighty God and the power of Almighty God unleashed on your behalf and you'll see the new birth in his life. Hallelujah. Someone shout amen. amen. Praise God. Romans, the sixth chapter and the sixth verse. He said, knowing this, that old man's crucified, with him that the body of sin might be destroyed. What was the body of sin? Someone said, that was my physical body. No, it wasn't. What else, what else to sin nature? Your spirit. Your spirit man was destroyed. He left. God killed him. He annihilated him. He does no longer exist. See? What will this do when the church realizes that they're hooked up to the resurrection power of God. Oh, what excitement will, will sweep the church. What joy unspeakable and full of glory. 
Hallelujah. It'll sweep the church, friend. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're not dying daily to sin. We died once and for all. Hallelujah. We died when he died. We went out of existence, I'm telling you, and you're a new creation. Praise be unto God. God is through dealing with your old self and your old nature and your old ways. He has dealt with them once and for all. He's through dealing with your old habits. He's through dealing with your failures. He's through dealing with them. How many of you know that the death of Christ accomplished all that on your behalf? He's already accomplished that for you. All you've got to do is realize it and walk in it. Man, you can walk off and leave old habits, say, just like you walk off and leave a casket. Man, that, close the casket on that. I died to that. I died to that old habit. I died to it. A young friend of mine called me back in November. She had been having trouble. She said, I can't walk with God. I'd prayed whether she'd gotten saved and filled with the Spirit of Almighty God and talked in tongues. The power of God was there. But, but she had habits. She had habits. She was mainlining dope. You know, and some people don't get instantly delivered from those things because they don't know that. And she'd call and tell me, said, I can't go. She lived in another town. I can't go on with the Lord. I'm a failure. I, I'll never amount to anything. I can't make it. And I'd give her scripture after scripture. You've died with Christ. You've died to those old habits. One morning, she got up. Husband didn't even know she was on dope. Been married for a long period of time. Didn't know it. God hid it from him. God just supernaturally hid it from him. She got up one morning, went in the bathroom, locked the door, rolled up her sleeve, and went to fire it on there. And an angel of God walked in, and he said, Throw it into John. You've died to that old habit. Hallelujah. She called me, and she said, I'll never have to have it anymore. I'll never have be under the influence of that anymore. I'll never have to labor under the condemnation that's brought on me. I'm delivered from that in the name of Jesus Christ. She realized she died to that. That angel said so, and she walked off and left it just like a dead man. They closed the casket on it. I talked to her this evening, and she is so on fire for God, she couldn't even, her, her body couldn't hardly contain the power that was coming out of her. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me tell you something. If you've got an old habit, if you've got something ruling and dominating your life, you can walk off and leave it like you'd leave a dead man in a casket. God has provided that for you. Hallelujah. 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 God is through dealing with your old habits. He dealt with them in Christ. I've heard so many people say, well, be patient with me. God's not through working with me. Yeah, he's through working with you. How many of you know God's through working with you? He's through with you. He's through with you. I say he's through with you. He got through with you on the cross. It is a final, final work on the cross. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. The death of Christ accomplished what God wanted it to do. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. If you're looking at your experiences and judging that, your experiences 
whether you're a success or a failure in Christ, you're looking at the wrong place. You look at the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That's how God looks at it. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Some folks think, well, you know, yes, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us that we'll make it. No, he's not. He knows what's in you. He's interceding for you that you may realize what the death, burial, and resurrection has already accomplished for you. Oh, that you'll see this. Oh, that the eyes of their understanding may be enlightened, that they may see what is the hope of their calling and what is the mighty riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe when he raised Christ from the dead and set him at his own right hand. What does that resurrection power mean? It means that you're connected with it. Hallelujah. You're connected with heaven. Praise be unto God. Look in the 10th verse there. 10th verse. For in that he died, talking about Jesus, for in that he died, he died unto sin. How many times? He's dying daily to sin. Bible don't teach that. He died once. When did you die to it? Say it. Once. Say, I died with Christ. I was resurrected with Christ. Hallelujah. He said, For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto Almighty God. Eleventh verse said, Likewise reckon yourselves also to be uh, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. Reckon it so. That now he ain't asking a question, well, reckon it so? No, he said, reckon it, count it as being so that you died unto sin. Old habits, let me tell you something. You walk off and leave an old habit like that. He died. Oh, God died for that thing that it can't rule over you, praise God. Hallelujah. Likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God, alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. God's not judging you according to your failures, according to your experiences. God's opinion of you is based on one thing, the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise God. How many of you know you passed out from under the jurisdiction of sin, sickness, and the disease just as sure as Jesus did? You're as free as Jesus is this day. You're just as free as he is. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look in the, uh, look back to the 7th verse there. 6, 7. It said, For he that is, is dead is free from sin. Have you died? Well, I'm dying. I'm trying to die. Well, no, that won't work. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to do my best. Well, you're going to fail. You know what you need to do? You need to quit trying. You need to quit working on yourself and realize God's already worked on you. He's already worked on you. Hadn't it, Rick? He's finished the work. It's finished. He finished the work. Well, I'm trying to do this, and I'm trying to be more. Well, quit trying. God's already made you that. He's made you in union with Christ. How many of you know 
Everything he wanted you to be is in Christ Jesus. How many of you know he drew you into union with Christ? Whatever's in him's in you. Oh, glory to God. Someone shout. <laughs> Hallelujah. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death has no more dominion over him. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! Do you see what that's saying? Death! Spiritual death! The nature of Satan! The dominion of the devil! It has no more jurisdiction over you than it has over the resurrected Christ that sits at the highest seat in the universe. He has no jurisdiction over you. Sin has no more dominion over you. None. Sickness has none. Failure has none. Depression cannot stay in the presence of a man that realizes these truths. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, I say, well, I, you know, it ain't no trouble to quit. I quit five times today. <laughs> but it wasn't that funny. It wasn't that funny. You was held under bondage to it and you couldn't get out. It was a scary thing. It was a scary thing. You know, you knew, you knew, but you're not like other people. You're not normal like other people. You, you, you're, you're helped by drink. You're held by this. And I'm telling you right now, the moment I got born again, I died. That old man connected to that was severed, praise God, and he does not exist. I've never wanted a drink since then. I'm telling you what, my wife came in an hour or two after I got saved, and I said, would you look at that? And I, I didn't have the shakes. Man, I, I could shake so bad, Clayton. I could thread his sewing machine hit a running. You know, I, I had the shakes right. But when I got saved, my hands calmed down. I said, would you look at that when she come in? She said, what are you on now? You know, she really... I said, I done got saved. Yeah. You know, really encouraged me. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I'm going to church tonight. Yeah, well, you'll go by yourself then, you know. Just really, really just encouraged me right to the hill, you know. <laughs> All right, praise the Lord. We died, that old man connected to that. Let me tell you something. I, a lot of times I would smoke as much as a carton of cigarettes a day, a day, not a week, a day, and run out. I changed one brand to another. Something was... Some of them brands was eating my throat up. I mean, it had to be that. It couldn't have been the amount, you know. I remember the day after I got saved, I could feel my lungs. I had lungs. I had lungs. I could breathe. You know, that's where I breathe. I'd look in the mirror. I'd look in the mirror, and, 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 my, and my throat would beat like that. My, uh, the veins and arteries just pump like that. Pump, 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 pump. Doctor told me one time, took my blood pressure. He said, you need to be in the hospital right now. You're fixed to have a stroke. I said, well, good. Let's have one. I left there and got drunk. I didn't care. He said, how come you didn't? I was tired of this. It was, it was, it was no, it was all the pleasures of, of the world had it, it, it got to be zero. It wasn't nothing anymore. 
I'm telling you, I've had more fun in five minutes with Jesus than the whole time I had in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hold your finger right there. Turn over to Philippians, the second chapter. Philippians, the second chapter. Twelfth verse. Philippians 2.12. So wherefore, my beloved, as ye have also always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and tremble. People read that and say, well, uh, God's not through working on me. Have patience with me. Yeah, he's through working on you. You're not understanding. He said, work out your own salvation. Let's read the rest of it. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. God's in you working, praise God. Work out on the outside what God placed in you at the new birth. Work it out. Cooperate with it. You know, he's not talking about, well, you quit doing this and you don't dip and you don't chew and you don't do this and you don't... You know, Christianity ain't a bunch of do's and don'ts. Amen. How many of you found that out? Jesus didn't come to set down a new standard, uh, you know, of Ten Commandments or something. He come to bring you the life, the nature of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Put something in you that he had in him. Well, Brother Sullivan, I'm not perfect. I'm just forgiven. How many of you ever heard that? No? That's a lie come from hell. Well, I'm trying to do my best. Well, you need to quit trying because you ain't doing too good. Well, I'm doing all I can. Yeah, I know it. Won't you quit doing that and realize what God's already done in you? Hallelujah. That you do have the Christ living in you. You do have Almighty God living in you. You're the habitation of God. You're the temple of the living God. You are the one that God moved into, praise God. You're the tabernacle of God himself. And that old man that was dominated by sin, sickness, and disease, he died and went out of existence. And you're a new creation in Christ. Hallelujah. Shout amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Turn with me back to Romans there, the sixth chapter. Let me read a, read a verse there. Romans 6, 5. It said, for if, now listen to me, I'm going to give you some Greek lessons right here. That word if there, it does not mean if like we have in our English language. It means to assume as true. For to assume as true, we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. Assume it as true, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Now listen to this, Ben Johnson's translation. He said, since we have participated in his death, we will also participate in the new life his resurrection releases, praise God. I'm telling you right now, you've got the resurrected, glorified power of the living God living in you right now. Now, at the new birth, it's in you. And you, in Christ Jesus, the moment you got born again, can walk in victory every day of your life. 
God's not leading you. Uh, well, he's leading you into victory. No, he's not. You started out in victory. He said, thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph. Always. Not half the time, but always. Praise God. Praise be unto God. 1 Corinthians 2 and 7 says this, that had the princes of this world knew what was going to happen, they'd have never crucified the Lord of glory. Satan would never have inspired those Jews and the Roman soldiers to crucify Jesus Christ if he'd have knew what was going to happen. I'm telling you, the wisdom of God in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ, his wisdom was so, man, it was so far out that Satan couldn't even realize what was happening. It was so far out that Jesus' disciples couldn't understand it. He says, so many things I'd like to tell you, but y'all boys can't hold it. Now, wait till you get the Holy Ghost. Someone said, what's the importance of the Holy Ghost? That he may teach you this word. He's the teacher of this thing. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost tonight and listen to me, you just, you know, that's a, that's a pretty little sermon. It's about all it'll amount to. If you've got the Spirit of God, he'll quicken and make alive that word in your heart. Oh, hallelujah. And you've died with Christ and the resurrection lives in you. Let me read that again. It said, since we've participated in his death, we also participate in the new life his resurrection releases. Praise God. Did you die with Christ? Well, then you've got the resurrected power of Jesus Christ. Turn with me to Ephesians, the third chapter. Let me read one more verse before we close. Praise God. My wife said I got two or three closings. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Are you determining in your heart that you're going to walk off from sins? You're going to walk off from old habits. You're going to walk off from sickness as a dead man walks off. And you walk off and close that casket. Praise God, that died. That realm is gone. You no longer live in that realm. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness in the death realm into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. Third chapter of Ephesians, 10th verse. It said, to the intent. What's, what's God's intentions with you? What was God intending to do with you? What was God's intentions with you? Why did it, was you born again? He said, to the intent that now under the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of Almighty God. He wants to show the principalities and powers the wisdom of Almighty God that in the death, the burial and resurrection that Satan himself was totally annihilated and defeated in Christ's triumphal pageant, praise God. Hallelujah. He wants to show that to the whole world, to the demonic rulers. He wants to show it to them by the church. See, people listen close to me. When Satan fell, he threw a third of the angels, and a third of them went with him. Two-thirds sat up there and looked at them. What's happened? What's happened here? Uh, Two-thirds of them looked at what Satan was doing, and there was God's man, Adam, and Satan totally fooled him and came, became uh, his God and defeated the purpose of Almighty God through Adam. Do you know that? And all the angels seen it. They all seen it. But I'm telling you right now, he started a new race with Jesus Christ and through the church, we're going to show all the angels and demonic rulers and all the mighty manifested wisdom of Almighty God. We'll show him the wisdom in the death, burial, and resurrection. 
Every time he sticks his ugly head out, we'll cast out devils. Every time that, that, that someone needs prayer, we'll lay hands upon the sick and drive out evil. He did, Jesus didn't even say, go pray for the sick. He said, go lay your hands on them and heal them. Go heal the sick. Go raise the dead. See, that's got to come about before Jesus comes back. And the only way it'll ever happen is people realizing their old man is totally destroyed and the new man came from heaven, lives in them. Let me read you that Ephesians 3.10 out of Barclay. He said the purpose of all this, what's the purpose of the new birth? The purpose of all this was that through the church to make known the many-colored wisdom of God to the demonic rulers and powers in heavenly places. Praise God. Let them all see that the new birth works. Let them all see that the death of Christ defeated their leader. Let them all see that the death of Christ annihilated sickness for men in the new birth, that it annihilated anything connected to failure. Praise God. Let them all see. Hallelujah. Look in that 20th verse, Ephesians 3.20. He said, Now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. How's he going to do it? According to the power that works in us. Unto him, listen to this, unto him be glory in the church. Glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout ages, world without end. Amen world without end. Throughout eternity we'll be showing what the new birth will do. Oh, throughout eternity, on this earth and throughout of eternity, we'll show the world what the new birth will do. Amen? That it is the wisdom of God and that it defeated everything that Satan had against mankind. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've died with Christ. Therefore, that old man that was connected to the other ram, he died and went out of existence. This new man that lives on the inside of you and me, he's the new man from heaven. Praise God. He's the new man birthed out of the womb of God. He's got God's genes in him. He is connected to the resurrection power of Almighty God. That's what's in you. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Can someone say amen? amen. Praise God. Praise God. Stand on your feet. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to give